0: Hello, welcome back to the Magic Woods Podcast. This episode is called Whispers at Midnight. The Hobgoblins yelped and ran for cover when they heard that the dragons had been released. yike, yike! And Critics said, Sorry, but we're gonna hide in the deep places. The last time all those dragons were set free it was terrible. And then she scooted into an underground tunnel with the rest of her people. Yike, 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 yike. And the Dakins cried out in fear. This is terrible, they said. This time the dragons will surely kill us all. And Rippet said, yeah, they they did say that they're going to kill everyone, starting with their sister, the sun goddess. Oh! The Dakins cried out again. And then an ex bean said, why don't they attack us tonight? What are they waiting for? And Grimace, the Dakin elder, said, They won't dare come out after sunset. Their mother, Alohars, the goddess of night, and she knows their true names, and she can control them. The dragon brothers will wait to attack until it is morning. They would never dare work at night. Well, everyone sat in stunned silence a moment. And then Whisker said, Ah, uh, could anyone control the brothers if they knew their secret names? Grimace said, yes, but only their mother knows. She called them by their names just twice, when she created them and when she imprisoned two of them in that bottle. Whisker said, huh. So if we could look back into the past far enough, maybe we could see when she called their names and we could learn what they are. He took the time telescope from his bag. Oh, the Dagan elders gazed at it in wonder, but then they sighed, oh, and Grimace said, oh, you wouldn't be able to see far enough into the past, I'm afraid. Whisker looked up at the looming bulk of Mount Onyx, a black shape that blotted out the stars. Well, what about from the top of that mountain? The elders shook their heads and said, well, Maybe, but probably not. But maybe. Whisker put the time telescope inside his pack and nodded decisively. Well, it's worth a try. Adria said, I can fly you up there or or try to, although I was wounded in the battle. She had a nasty-looking cut on her shoulder. Whisker said, oh, thanks. And then he turned to the XBNs and said, Can you take the wounded back to Sundrop City in your spaceship? The x turned to each other, waggling their antennae. Yes, they said at last, but it will will be be our our ship's ship's final final journey. journey. Our fuel is very, very, very 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 low. low. Okay, said Whisker. Well, let's get as many as we can into your ship and back to the city. Grimace said, they won't be safe there for long. The dragons will swallow the sun tomorrow and destroy us all. Whisker said, huh? "'Well, it's safer than being right here.' He turned to Pinky and said, "'You have to go with them.' Pinky said, "'No, I'm staying here with you.' "'Ah, but our daughter will need at least one parent alive.' "'Well, then let it be you. "'I'll go look through the time telescope from the top of the mountain.' Whisker said, "'Ah, sorry, it was my idea. I get dibs.' Pinky looked as if she wanted to hit him. And Whisker said, "'Please, please, we can't leave Myrrh without any parents. And, and maybe, if my plan doesn't work, you can all hide in tunnels like the Hopgoblins do and survive this coming apocalypse. Pinky crossed her arms obstinately. And so Whisker tried his last trick. Um, and Bunny's gonna need you, he said softly. <sighs> Pinky took a deep breath because she knew he was right. And tears filled her eyes, and she said, "'I don't like this. "'Whisker, you stop those dragons and come back to us, please. "'Promise me.' "'Whisker said, okay.' And suddenly he felt scared, like he wasn't up to this task. Pinky seemed to read his expression because her face softened, and she said, "'You can do this, Whisker Tomfoolery. "'I believe in you. "'You are a hero.' Whisker looked into her eyes. You really think so? And then they kissed again. Well, the wounded and the timid were loaded onto the XB ship. Then the ship blasted away into the night, heading west on its last voyage. The engine spluttered once or twice. Whisker said, I hope they make it. Even though Rippet was badly wounded, he wanted to stay. Oh, it's my fault the dragons got released, he said. The least I can do is try to make things better. So he and Whisker rode on Adria's back. Adria was wounded, but still very strong, in Brisa form. So she brought them to the top of the mountain, although she was obviously in pain. She didn't utter the cry of the Brisa even once. When they got to the top of the mountain, Whisker said, Okay, ooh, and he unpacked the time telescope. It was bitter cold at the top of the mountain, and the winds blew fiercely. <sighs> he shivered uncontrollably as he tried to set up the telescope. Oh, oh okay, he said at last. I, I, I have it pointed to the middle of Midworld, uh, to the Golden City. Let's see how far in the past we can look. He peered through the eyepiece, and he saw a Sundrop City in the past, full of life and light. Hundreds of Dakins, grown-ups, children, elders, danced and sang in the streets. It was some sort of festival far in the past, but not far enough. Ah! Whisker fiddled with the dials, trying to see further back, but he couldn't see a time before there were Dakins. He said, oh, it's no it's no use. I can't see the beginning of this world when Alohar called their names. And Rippet said, oh, but, but, but she also called their names about 200 years ago, when she imprisoned the brothers. Whisker said, oh yeah, Ooh. and hurriedly he adjusted the dials and the focus. But it was hard to pinpoint exactly how far into the past they were searching. He grew frustrated, and his paws grew numb. At one point, he twisted a dial, and it snapped off. "'Oh, no!' he cried, retrieving the broken piece from the frozen ground. Adria sighed heavily, rubbing her sore shoulder, and Whisker bowed his head in defeat. Rippet said, "'I wish it was in my nature to put things back together.' "'but it's only my nature to take things apart. "'Otherwise I could fix the time telescope.' "'Adria said, "'Well, wait a minute. "'Just take apart what's broken.' "'What?' "'Break, breaking. "'If you were to take apart what's already taken apart, "'then you'd be putting it back together.' "'Rippet frowned, shaking his head. "'No, but but that's not how it works. It's, it's, "'It's not my nature.' Whisker said, You can change your nature. Trust me on this. Rippet swallowed. Mm. Adria and Whisker nodded encouragingly, and slowly he picked up the broken piece of the time telescope. Whisker said, Take apart the, 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 the concept of taking apart. Adria said, You can do it. Rippet moved slowly at first. His nimble fingers itched and trembled as if they wanted to move in one way, but he forced them to move the other way. And slowly, slowly, he fixed the time telescope. The broken dial was back in place, expertly fixed by the hands of Rippet. And Whisker peered through the eyepiece again and said, You did it! And Rippet smiled goofily and said, Wow, I, I, I didn't know I had it in me. winds blew. And try as he might, Whisker couldn't get the timing right. It was too hard to adjust the telescope exactly to the time in the past they needed to see. And at last, around midnight, he just gave up. His fingers were too frozen to work the dials anymore anyways. Adria said, should we just head back? Maybe we could try battling the dragons when they emerge in the morning." Rippet shook his head sadly. Oh no, they are too powerful. They're gods, you know, elemental gods. None of us possess the power to stop them. They all sat in silence a moment. And Whisker said, I, I, I feel bad for their mother. Aluar. her kids turned evil because of discord. Adria said, who, who, Who's discord? Whisker said, Well, he was the big bad guy of this world. And then he became Lavamuck in our world. <sighs> Adria turned even paler. And she said, I once fought a version of Lava Muck. A nightmare that turned real. He was called the Shadow King. And Rippet said, Oh, that sounds scary. Whisker said, Yeah, Lava Muck once infected me. I turned evil for a while. Well... A few times. Actually, a lot of times. And he started to cry. I even made Pinky disappear once. I sent her away to the land of the disappeared by accident. Adria kicked a rock and she said, I'm sick and tired of Lava or Discord or whoever destroying things. He ruined our world and he made you turn evil, Whisker. And he turned Aluar's children into monsters. At that moment, the sky goddess herself appeared on the horizon, making her way across the sky as she did every night. Whisker, Adria, and Rippet stared up at her in awe. (sighs) She seemed huge from their vantage point atop the mountain, almost close enough to touch. Her eyes were closed, her pale lamp held aloft, and she whispered something over and over. Rippet said, oh, she's whispering the names of her children. Adria and Whisker looked at each other, and they said, that's it, at the same time. And Rippet looked confused for a second, and then he said, oh. Alohar was already halfway across the sky, directly overhead. Whisker said, maybe if we get close enough to her, we can hear what she's saying. Adria said, okay, I can try to fly that high, but you'd better come with me, Whisker. I might not be able to remember what she says. When I'm a Breeza, I'm more like an animal. A non-talking animal, that is. I don't always remember things. Whisker said, C- can you do it? He knew that she was still very hurt. Adria said, yeah, I-, I can do it. I have to. So she transformed into a Brisa. And Whisker mounted her back. Ah, he said he wasn't a big fan of flying, and then they soared up into the sky, (sighs) trying to reach the sky goddess so they could hear what she whispered each midnight, the true names of her children. Dawn came at last. The first rays of the rising sun appeared over the horizon, lighting up the battle camps of the forces of good. And they waited with bated breath for the dragons to emerge from the mountain. They saw no sign of Whisker or Adria or Rippet. And Grimace turned to Chippy and said, Oh, your friends must have failed. And Chippy went, Meow! A rumbling shook the ground. (laughs) And then a blast of fire broke the entire eastern side of the mountain away. Three ferocious, gigantic dragons, one black, one blue, and one silver, shot into the sky. They laughed and cackled, spitting fire at the clouds. Then they landed on the cliffs overlooking the camps and stared down at the forces of good. "Hmm. You fools, sneered the wind dragon. Now we will swallow our sister and leave you all to freeze in the darkness that will cover this world forever. (laughs) Ah, The forces of good cowered, and the dragons laughed. (laughs) But then a much smaller black-and-white dragon with a rat and a little green prehistoric reptile on its back, soared across the sky, calling out. Hmm. The dragon brothers watched this new dragon, surprised. And Adria flew close to them, and Whiskers said their true names: Terago, Tarnawine, Okiyane. <sighs> The dragons froze in place, unable to move. Their eyes glittered in fear and anger. Mm. Whisker rode the breeze in front of their startled faces, and he said, I forbid you to hurt anyone ever again! <laughs> the dragons crackled like pots about to boil over. Someone down in the valley shouted, Make them destroy themselves! Many voices shouted their agreement, but Whisker held up a paw and said, Nay, these are gods, the first children of Aluhar. They were good once, and they can be good again. They can change. (sighs) The wind dragon managed to speak. You can't make us good. And Whisker said, no, but I can make you do good things. And hopefully, in time, you'll learn that it feels better to be kind and useful rather than selfish and destructive. The earth dragon said, we will never change. And Whisker said, oh yeah? Tell your sister you love her, all of you. (laughs) The dragons growled and writhed. But they couldn't disobey. Whisker controlled them now. And they yelled up at the sky, WE LOVE YOU! And then, in the distance, they watched as the rising sun shed sun drops over the earth. The drops landed on the monsters huddled there, the last of the evil army. They watched the sun shower in wonder They had never seen one before. The dragon brothers seemed to soften somewhat. Their expressions grew less angry, less snarly. And Whisker said, You three will obey me and do exactly as I say, as he rode in front of them again on Adria's back. And the water dragon said, We have no choice. Not yet, said Whisker. Your first tasks will be to heal this world. Water dragon, you will fix the cursed springs in the country of Delica. Earth dragon, you will help the monsters of this land to build a city for themselves. They can live here forever and keep the bad lands as their own. The monster army, or what was left of them, who had been watching and listening, blinked in surprise at this. "'Whisker said, and you, wind-dragon, "'you will be the first to apologize to your mother "'tonight at midnight. "'I command it.' "'The dragons grumbled, "'but they had to do as they were told. "'And over the next few months, "'as they performed more and more good deeds "'for the people and animals of that world,' they began to grow kind-hearted again. They were glad to serve the forces of good. They felt happy to be gods once more. And after that, whenever Aluhar passed overhead each night, her face was creased by a smile. Well, that's the end of the episode Whispers at Midnight. The next episode is called Wedding Presents. Goodbye.